Two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that arrives late, takes long breaks and doesn't change the toilet roll. We've all worked with it. Yeah. And the ones that put the toilet roll on backwards. Or that just sit it on top. Oh, God. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chats about all things nursing. Hello, 2023. What the actual fuck? How are we here? How's my kid nearly two? My kid's nearly ten. Mate. A decade of parenting. I feel like we've had I've had a great break from this though. Like Me too. Two months. Mentally I've really needed it and I feel so much clearer now. Same. And it's funny, like we hit Christmas and neither of us said anything about the podcast. Nope. Uh, and then we hit New Year's, no one's, we, we even spent New Year's together. We kind of ignored no, it. Didn't talk about no, it. No, didn't First talk about First week of January, still nothing. Second <laughs> week of January, no. Third week of January, we should get together. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't want to reach out about it. I don't know. It wasn't procrastination. Do you I know what else was nice? What? Like having a little break from. Each other? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not just. In no, a good not, way. Th- not in a bad way. Like literally, we. I think we spent so much time together last mm. year. That it was so nice to just, I rarely saw anyone in our friend group. Yeah, I yeah. like hibernated. I feel, I I feel like I've come into 2020 like a new woman. 2023 you mean? <sighs> <laughs> Mate, what just happened? <laughs> 2023. A new woman a new with woman? three years less memory. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the pandemic for yeah. years. Right? Just wipe that shit out. I feel like, I, I feel like happy. And calm, yeah, and content, yeah. And I'm like fucking ready for it. That's so good. Didn't it's funny? Yeah. Even like I've been at work so much recently, and then the other day it just occurred to me that you work in the same building and we could have had lunch together all these Every times. Day. And I'm I like, oh. I have but I think it has been eat lunch with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just eat lunch at my desk like an yeah. idiot. <laughs> I do not do that. <laughs> but no, I feel like. It's weird in a weird way, like you and I spend so much time together and I consider you like one of my closest friends. And then we've had this like big long break. We saw each mm. other for New Year's, I think what oh, and like Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. And that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I don't think we've and done we had coffee else, yesterday really. and then we'll just Oh, there was the pool once in there too. Oh, yeah. Once. But that was very brief because there was a storm a and we had to get out of it. You the arrived pool. literally as it was raining. Yeah. There was so much lightning around yeah. us and it was like, it's a bit cold, better go. Yeah, I think it was really I, I mean, not good to have a break, but good to have a break. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, we're on the same page. Um, do you have any, like, updates from the time away? Is anything, like, I feel like nothing really has happened for me. No, I think, I mean, for me it's, like, um, intentions for things to change and intentions, like, Mick and I want to have a baby. It's so funny, like, we want to have another kid, but it was, like, Last year we were like, no, no, because I'd hurt my knee and we wanted mm. to take time. And then suddenly 
my knee was feeling a bit better and Michael's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be 40 next year. And I'm like, oh, okay, now now I'm feeling all this pressure that we have to have another baby quickly. Like I'm like, it he just. Does, he does realise that men can have 40. Men is, can have babies no, till they're 70. Know, since we had Ollie, he's really been confronted with his mortality. Oh, yeah. And, and then Shane Warne died. So then he was like, oh, my oh. God, if Shane Warne can die, anyone can die. So now he's all about like, <laughs> you know, although Shane Warne lived his he's, life 10 out of 10. Oh, uh, yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, he probably in every you know, way. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. How no, to I get it. it. I know, I get it. So I think like, yeah. he, is, he is very conscious. Keen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found out that my mum went into menopause at thirty-eight. So mm. and so did my Alma. Mm. So they I'm like, do I need to go and freeze my eggs? This was not something that I ever considered. No, that would ever affect me. Just have a baby. Then well, then I'm like, to. that solves that problem. But yeah. This year is like the first year that I've thought that like perimenopause could start kicking oh in. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just I don't want to drive a vagina. I was gonna like. Oh. <laughs> you say that I had to take um, estradiol tablets, Vagifem. Yeah, it's a terrible name for a drug. Whoever the fuck did that? I hate you, a man. Hundred yeah. percent a man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, taking those pessary tablets, didn't mm. even know they were a thing, so thank you. Um, and they apparently make you really dry, so mm. I don't know that I ever felt any different. That And I was like six weeks postpartum, so keep, yeah, there I wasn't mean. anything happening. <laughs> keep you updated on that. Mm. But, yeah, we had a lovely Christmas and yeah. New Year's was fun. Didn't make it to New Year, not to midnight. no. No, uh, best New Year's ever. All the kids played under the sprinklers and everybody was in bed by 11 o'clock. I know. You were like, um, Mick wants to have everybody over, but he, want, he doesn't want anyone to stay late. So <laughs> That was a joke. It'll start at four. I was like, yeah, well, there's no way we're making it to midnight if we get there at four, mate. <laughs> yeah. And I was great. like, is Mick cooking his meat? That's what we want. That's all anyone goes well, for. Well, and he did. It's Mick's meat. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. We've got some questions from oh, yeah. listeners. I actually forgot all about that. Some very fun questions, right? Mm. I put a question box out a few weeks ago and then we did one yesterday. Alicia did one yesterday and I've got um, some good ones. And Alicia never checks them. Barely. So I've got them all and I'm just going to run through and ask them. There's actually some like... I hate it when you put me on the spot. Mate, they're, they're super, super interesting. So let's start with the first one, Righto. which is very simple. How's the toilet training going? Oh. She's, this, um, it's Chloe and she said, we've started and oh my God, the stress. Yeah, it's. I think <laughs> I put a lot more into it than necessary, and I think mm, I went. I mean, that's you. In yeah, general. of course, hard and, and of fast. course, yeah, hard and fast. We <laughs> we went the three day rule, and I think I overthought it so much, and I put mm. so much pressure on it that the first two days went really well, and on the and when I say really well, like there was still so many accidents, but it got to the point where she could tell when it was happening and she would tell me. And then the, on day three, which apparently it's like at the end of day three, it's all supposed to click and then it's supposed to happen, right? <laughs> well, the morning of day three, she got up and she was like, wee! And I'm like, okay. She did a wee in the toilet and I was like, I oh, my so God, excited. this is going to happen. We are, we've done it. it. You're like, yes. I'm like, we've done it. This is it. <laughs> and then it totally <laughs> nosedived. <laughs> She refused to go on the toilet. The incentives weren't working. And I was bribing her with sultanas the whole time. Like every time she sat on the toilet, I'd give her a sultana. <laughs> that positive reinforcement. Was it operant conditioning? Is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Sultanas wouldn't work for me. Well, they work for her because they're like a drug for toddlers. <laughs> 
and um and bubbles i'd like blow bubbles while she's sitting on the toilet no nah, oh. she was fucking dumb she was just daggering me and then because <laughs> constantly i was like you tell mom if you need to go toilet and she would just like put her hand up as if to be like shut the fuck up i'm done i'm not doing this shit and it was over it was just it was uh. dead over and then i think do you know i'm a classic first time mom because then I got into a mum's forum. Fuck, I'm so humiliated for saying that. <laughs> I got into a mum's forum and I wrote like this big spiel about how um, and then you toilet just got, training was a miserable failure. And I feel to death. No, no. Well, kind of. Because I would have been like, oh, she's not even two. That, she's seriously, too young. A lot what are of you that. trying? But for me, I look back at history and like our generation of toilet training a year and a half later than we were toilet trained on yeah. average. Disposable nappies. Because of disposable nappies, right? And because it, it reduces the sensation and whatever else. So I was like, Ollie is smart. She can learn it. Like she will be able to do this, which I think it maybe if I hadn't put so much pressure on it, it probably she would have done it. Mm. But anyway, I wrote in this mum's group like this is what's happening and everyone was like, You've done it too soon, blah, 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 blah. And then one mum was like, this is the whole point of parenting. Like, you haven't done anything wrong. Like, don't think – and that was the biggest thing. I was like, have I made a mistake? Have I ruined yeah. our chances at toilet training again? Like, you know, catastrophizing. <laughs> and then this one mum – I don't even know what her name was, but she was just like, it's okay. She's yeah. like, you just – this is parenting. Like, you make a mistake, you just pick it all up and you try again another time. She's like, it's okay. You haven't done anything wrong. You know, this is well, this is nice pe- being a mum, and I was like burst into tears, <laughs> and like, I was like, oh, internet, I just needed internet, to, mom. I just needed permission to <laughs> yeah. stop. Like, I just needed permission to stop because I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, and um, anyway, it was a ride. Yeah, but now you know what she's doing. She'll like go nappy off time, and she'll look down, wee, and then maybe <laughs> three seconds later, a wee will come, and I was like, I'm like, does that mean she's ready? Like, I'm going through this whole thing now. Like, do we try again? Like, it's so stressful. Nah, just wait. I know. And that's like, I'm like, now we just kind of let her have nappy off time, offer her the potty if she wants it. Like, I'm very, I'm a lot more relaxed about it now. Yeah. I feel like it'll come. There's no kids in year one in nappies. No. You'll be right. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like she'll just pick it up. Um, Right. Do you want to, like, a thought-provoking hard question or another simple question hit me i don't care what it is have oh okay have you ever felt imposter syndrome as a nurse and how do you deal with it i want to start this one okay firstly i feel like imposter syndrome is a daily occurrence (laughs) (laughs) no i want to switch it around okay i just i think it's a dumb made-up thing to make women feel um comfortable in being uncomfortable right we're just okay. like, oh, it's just our imposter syndrome. We need okay. to fucking stop. Everyone who has gotten a job got the job for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And now that I have done some recruiting, I'm like talking my people up that I have employed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? I want you here. Yeah. Why are you nervous? Like, why do you second guess everything? I didn't second guess you when I employed you. Mm-hmm. Like, why? why is that? Why do we keep putting these things on us that like, and I've had to deal with that this year as well, like going into that null last year and into the num position, like, well, who else was going to do it Yeah, other than me? Yeah. You know, like, of course hmm. I earned that spot there, yeah, did, did the hard yards and then I got the job and did even more hard yards. But <laughs> I feel like imposter syndrome 
for me, it's a beneficial kind of label because I can identify that and then learn and grow and move on from it. Yeah. Like for me, and I agree with you, like if, if I'm feeling imposter syndrome about something, I will stop myself and be like, that's imposter syndrome and then remind myself of all of the yeah. reasons why I am capable. Because I guarantee you put a man in that job, they probably don't even know what they're doing, but they don't sit there having imposter syndrome. <laughs> they sit there like the, you know, privileged white guy that they are. And just Jeez, be like, you are just generalizing hardcore. Oh, mate, it's not. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, They're yeah. just like, yeah, I deserve this $10 million job that I didn't really earn. I bet all politicians, uh, male politicians, feel the same. And I don't think half of them necessarily deserve their jobs. Mm. Anyway. Can you remember a moment when you specifically felt like intense imposter syndrome? To be honest, no. Good. Good for you. Yeah. But I don't feel like I've ever lived my life. Uh, thinking I don't deserve something. Mm. Like I feel like I, I work hard to do things mm-hmm. so therefore when I get a job or something. It's I'm deserved. Like, yeah, and yeah. I, I guess I have enough um, like awareness of myself and confidence in myself yeah. that I might, might feel uncomfortable and I might think what am I, why am I sitting in this chair? Like do yeah. I want this job? What am I doing? But at the same time it's not like I don't know how necessarily – I don't feel like I necessarily shouldn't be there. Mm. I think so. in in my career, like occasionally I have pushed myself too far out of my comfort zone for the appeal of the grass is greener yes. or for the appeal of like, to me, I don't know why, but titles seem quite important. I don't mm. know why. And so does money, which I know why. But for me, it's like, I think because, you know, if you look back into my childhood or whatever it is, mm. Never feeling important. So then as an adult, I feel like when I have a title, that makes me feel really important. Yeah. Or like when my email signature says what my job is, like that gives me so much pride in a weird way. And so like if I change a job that day, I will change my email signature. Like it's that important to me in a a fucked up kind of way. But when I went for that job as a clinical educator for that tertiary hospital, like that was the – and I was like still mentally ill at that point. And I think – that really pushed me too far. Like I had so much imposter syndrome, rightly so, because I'd never done that job and I wasn't qualified to do that job. But someone saw something in me and I knew that I could do it, but I just felt so, so out of my depth and so anxious. I was so anxious the whole time. And, um, you know, I think that that was probably a double-edged sword. Mm. But um, that was probably the moment that when I got that job, I was like, I felt like, yes, I've des- I deserve this job. I've proven to them yeah. why I should be employed in this role. But then when I actually started doing it, it just like it brought up so many fears and anxieties yeah. in me that it almost that it wasn't worth being that uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um here's another one. Which do you choose? A closer, more convenient job or the <laughs> job you've always wanted, but it's one point five hours away? Oh, I feel like (laughs) – I don't know. I have travelled a lot in my nursing around Western Australia for jobs that I thought I would love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I left working in Fremantle Hospital. I'd done um, four years there and I absolutely loved it and I moved to Carnarvon because I was offered a position Mm -hmm. up there and that's about six hours away from home. And I was like, 
do I want this? And I was sold it as like, and I was an EN at the time, not mm-hmm. an R, and I was sold it like you get to do like, you know, really fun stuff. Like it's a small country hospital. You'll get mm-hmm. to do some ED and some bladder. That wasn't true. I didn't <laughs> mostly nursing aged care. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> but I was like, I guess I wasn't driving to and from work every day. But I think if it's a job that you've always wanted, mm. you have to give it a go. Yeah, I agree. And you have to suck up that drive and just listen to us on the drive there and back yeah, every exactly. day. Um, and I think you... And it depends on your personal circumstances too, totally. Tr- yeah. Like, like if this was me right now, I would say take the convenient job. Yes. But if this is me five years ago, I would say yeah. fucking go for it. See, and me now with an older child mm. who I have options of... Um, other, you know, like it doesn't quite necessarily need me around as much. Yes. I would choose the longer away job yeah. if the opportunity was right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a big question. I think it question. depends on your lifestyle. And the cost and, of fuel. Yeah. And, well, that and that needs to be factored in too, I think, and whether you can spend some nights in the town that that yeah. job, like if you're doing yeah. a late early or something, you're not driving to it. Yeah, it you're depends, not three hours depends can, on the job, yeah. yeah. Um, another one is from Stephanie. She's been at RN for five years, feeling exhausted after every shift, burnt out. Do I leave nursing or do I need a break? Mate, you Mate, need a break. Leave leave your ward or wherever you, you are working and find something else that you like. In Or just – Or if in the last five years you've not taken all your annual leave mm. or you've not taken – you know, you've not looked at why, why are you exhausted after mm. every shift? Is it because – do you, you need to go and get a blood take test? your meal breaks? Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. your iron low? Yeah. Do you need some vitamin D? Or is everyone on your ward fucking exhausted? Like is the is workload astronomical? Is your like, morale of staff mm. like rock bottom? Do you need to talk to the – well, probably if your morale's rock bottom, your nurse manager's probably not great because it's usually <laughs> a problem. But, you know, do you need to do something in your shift as a group to say what can we do each shift to help improve our shifts? Like – Support each other to take your meal breaks. Mm. Take some annual leave. Mm-hmm. Like book a month off and mm. like if you can. Um, I don't think leaving nursing necessarily is the answer. No. If if it's your passion, like you mm. need to remember that. Yeah, there's a reason you got into it in the first yeah. place. And, you, you know, five years in I feel like you've done five years, three years of thrill pandemic. So mm. um, maybe just have a look at what you need. Take a break. Let us know how you have, go. Um yeah, take take a break, mate. Mm. I say, and then if you need to leave nursing, maybe find a different pathway, mm. a different specialty. Yeah, ten year plans. Oh, oh, is there room to grow in your current hospital for you both? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're too big for that hospital. I think that I'll never be exec or ma- management because I'm a why person, not a yes person. So if someone tells me to do something, I want the rationale and I want it to be reasonable and yeah. I'll never be a manager for that reason and I'll never be exec for that reason. And I actually think that when I bec- when I get into non-clinical roles, I really, really just want to be clinical. Like sitting in education at the moment, if I've got nothing to do, which I mean I always have like paperwork shit to do, but I will like find reasons to go out to urgent care and help them. Like mm. <laughs> I want to be yeah. clinical. I love supporting and teaching like – yeah. I, my 10 year plan is I see myself going back to anesthetics or at least going back to theatre. Theatre, yeah. And I, I think 
by the time I get back there, I'll probably be 10 years out of theatre. So I don't even know if I'll be employable anymore. Nah, you're always employable. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know yeah. what my 10-year plan is. I feel like now that I'm a nurse unit manager I and I see that higher management exec mm. level at a more in-depth than I ever have before, Yeah, I'm not sure if that's It doesn't appeal me. to you anymore? No. Because yeah. um, I remember when I first met you, you, you were I'm like fast-tracked to director of clinical services. I was like services. straight up there. I was like going to be the don. I was like, yeah, matron me up. But I, <laughs> <Matron me> up. <laughs> I enjoy this middle management level mm. I think I enjoy it because I'm in a small unit I yes. still get to be clinical and you're not and sick yep. on the floor and you're not like, also so much of the meat in the sandwich as as other units might no, be those right. managers yeah yep. and I and that's the benefit of being in a country hospital doing small unit management yes. stuff um, satellite unit would yeah. I be a unit manager in a bigger ward maybe not in our hospital though mm, yeah I definitely yep. see if I'm going to grow in my career and in my nursing it won't be at our current hospital. No. Yeah. So I don't see that. I don't see myself still being there in 10 years. That's for sure. I actually yeah. think we're considering moving. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'll be at this hospital in 10 years. No. I Part of me hopes not because um, I've been there. Um, I'm coming into my eighth year now mm. and I have – so I've never stayed this long in a job. Me neither. Ever. Me neither. Um, I want to hit 10 years because I want to do my long service leave and, I, you yes. know, my kid goes to school here and we're yeah. never going to move from here. But yeah. I would like to – yeah, but I don't I don't think I'll – We're not going to do a big years. move, I don't think. I think we'll move yeah. locally, like close to family and stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to a really simple one. What's your coffee order? Um, large cappuccino. Or depending – a mug of cappuccino. But skinny milk, I don't get like the milk. jumbo. No, I'm just, mate, I'm plain Jane yeah. cappuccino. Well, I'm a skinny latte extra shot. Mm. Or I'm a chai latte if I've had too much coffee or if I've got diarrhea or something. <laughs> or if I'm pregnant, I'll have a chai latte. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like coffee me up. So, you know, if I've got, if Triple I've ordered shot. a chai latte, I've either had diarrhea or I'm pregnant. <laughs> Why? Is it the caffeine or yeah. it's not the dairy, obviously? No, because ch- I'm literally like, if I have a coffee, I'll do a shit in 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I know. That's the best part about a coffee. Yeah. Um, which worries me if I if have a coffee on a drive and I haven't gone first. <laughs> <laughs> if I've already had one that's a bit dicey, like a, yeah. a poo, that is not a coffee. If yeah. I've had a poo that's a bit dicey <laughs> and I have a coffee, then the next one is definitely going to be questionable. So maybe I'll not have a coffee or I'll have a small. <laughs> I have um, I have one coffee a day and lately I'm into the iced coffees and mm. I don't really enjoy buying iced coffees because they don't make them how I like them. So I've been making them at home myself in like my – you know, mm. tumbler, mm. cold tumbler, mm. and taking it to work. But I use three pods Jesus. of coffee in the morning and then a splash of milk. We have the Breville buzzing. Like, yeah, I coffee know. machine. It's amazing. I don't Highly mind. Highly rate. I don't mind the pod one. I didn't buy it for myself. My um, dad and stepmom bought me the Nespresso, mm. which is good. But I always I apologise every time I tip the coffee pods into the bin for ruining the universe. <laughs> but then I use my metal straw and I feel better. <laughs> it's all about balancing the guilt. SafeStyle makes stylish and practical safety glasses that take you from the work site to the weekend. Upgrade your PPE today with their stylish and functional range of safety glasses. Whether you're on shift, on call, first to the scene or in study mode, SafeStyle have you covered. Available in clear UV 400, blue light blocking, transition, polarised and prescription lenses. We love these safety glasses for their durability and comfort and are excited to share our discount code with you all. 
Use our code HUMORIS10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's HUMORIS, H-U-M-E-R-U-S-1-0 at checkout for 10% off. Sarah has asked, what's your favourite body system in a head-to-toe assessment? Like I assume assess. she talks about. Yeah, I assume. Really, your question's not really complete, Sarah, but anyway. We'll, we'll um, maybe probably respiratory. Mm, so the crackle. Snap, yeah, I'd, I love listening to a good chest and, uh, yeah, probably because then, yeah, I think yeah. respiratory. I quite like to look for some, like, abnormalities. Know. Yeah, I do. Mm. And then sometimes you find them and you think, fuck, yeah, I did a good assessment. Um, I don't know. I don't really assess anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you worked in urgent care? Uh, again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I counted their You're rest an educator's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> 18. Lies. Chest clear, entry to bases. <laughs> Even if you didn't listen. Fuck off. No, of course I listened. I had no idea half the time what I was listening to. Oh, my God. No, I... I agree with that, respiratory, because you can always hear the abnormalities. Although I didn't mind a good abdo percussion. Yeah, I don't mind good abdo good assessments. Press down on the rebound, watch them fly off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> or if, I, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I don't mind assessing an acute abdomen. Different the if it, then if there's nothing to find. I will. I will say I like assessing <laughs> any system if there's abnormality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse though than when you're doing a neuro assessment and someone's got like a massively oh. dilated pupil and you shit a brick and then yeah. you're like, they're like, no, it's been like that for ten years. Oh, oh. Yeah, you're looking at the eye. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. And they're like, oh, it's been like that for. A I while. had actually. I'll tell you this one. This one. <laughs> oh god, this is terrible. I did a neuro assessment on this patient that came in, and I kept like doing the pupils and then I went and got somebody else because I was very new in urgent care and I said I don't think one of the pupils is reactive and the person came out and checked and she she goes to the patient do you have both eyes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) one of the eyes was a glass eye Uh, and I uh, I was like freaking out because the pupil wasn't reactive what did why didn't they tell me actually no yeah that's fucked I reckon they were just having a laugh shining a light in their glass eye my god do you know, actually, just a little um, side story. Uh, so a few years ago now, probably like five or six years ago, my Oma had uh, a cyst or something removed from her spine. I can't actually remember what exactly it was. Anyway, she had it done at the Royal Melbourne and she came. This was um, this is how she ended up living with yeah, like I locally. You, I yeah, I her going down so, there, yeah. yeah, so she went down there. She went and used to live in Werribee. She had the surgery in Melbourne and then – um, came to live with us for three weeks after her surgery. And one day, like maybe a week, she'd been with us for a week or something, and she normally gets up quite early. One day I was getting ready to go to my sister-in-law's 40th, and it was like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning. I go down to where her bedroom is thinking like she must be in the shower or something. She hadn't even gotten up. And I opened the door and I was like, Oma. And she's like, yes, love. And I go and look at her and her face looked totally like, like she looked like she'd had a massive stroke and I was like, stay there. I'm going to ring an ambulance. She's like, what for? And I'm like, oh, I'm worried that you've had a stroke. Like, can you lift both of your arms for me? And both her arms went up and she's like, what, why are you worried? I've had a stroke. And she's like, I just, um, my back's really sore. I didn't want to get up. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and she goes, why do you think I've had a stroke? And I was like, your face. Like, and she's like, I just haven't got my teeth in. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
She'd overdone it. She oh. went for a big walk the day oh. before. And- um, <laughs> another, this is another hard-hitting question. Use the ward staff toilet or walk to another one? To do a shit? Well, I I mean, I would share my pee anyway. So at the Royal Children's, <laughs> at the Royal Children's there's literally – so their, their toilet is in their tea room <laughs> and there's literally a sign <laughs> on the this. toilet that's like if you need to do a number, toys, number two, you use the toilet at the end of the corridor. Like there's like a toilet before you get into the ward. So there's like absolutely no number twos in the tea room toilet. <laughs> but I will shit anywhere because my poos are usually pretty quick. Same. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll just – so our toilet in in our department is in um, the same toilet as the patients, mm, really? and it's also not Gross. at all sound proof. <gasps> <laughs> so with my questionable bowels, I have to contemplate whether it's worth going, going there or going outside to <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. just outside yeah, yeah. the door, because. It's, You've got those great toilets if you go down the community house building. Those yeah. ones, use those ones. There's like a disabled one. Yeah, you, I know. Yeah. Quite a big one. Yeah. How <laughs> a whole, whole, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just think do whatever you want. Who cares? Like own it. Everyone has bodily functions. I'll show you We're though, nurses for God's sake. When I work in education, I have to go past the Allied Health Educator office and I walk past his office and then go to the toilet and sometimes, you know, you sit on your phone and stuff if you're doing a poo. Have a look at what's going on, and then yeah. sometimes you get a bit distracted, so you take a bit longer than usual. And then I feel like I'm doing the walk of shame, walking ba- back past uh, his office because I'm like, he knows how long I've been in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, Sibsy's sent us a couple of questions. What's your go-to lame nursing joke you crack to patients? We all have that. Well, one it's line. not a joke, but I'll always say, "Oh, you get that on the big jobs." That's my way of getting out of anything. Oh, uh, get whenever I put a camera in, I'm like, sharp scratch. And I've got a patient every time I go, he's like, uh, yep, ready? I'm ready. Sharp scratch. Sharp scratch. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, not a joke though. No. Um, I always say, can you please use your walker or your walking stick because don't fall in here. There's too much paperwork. Oh, you're so funny. Or you ha- don't fall till you get to the out of the car park. <laughs> or if people are worried, <laughs> I'm funny. like, you're not going to die today. There's way too much paperwork yeah, to I'll do Yeah, I always say, that. no, my patients don't die, and thanks. Too much paperwork. They do, but I don't tell them that. Yeah. Um, I think I say something as well like, oh, how are you going? Oh, probably not real good, hey, since yeah. you're in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Been better? Yeah. <laughs> Can't be too good. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, those it's are my worst. I, honestly, the small talk kills me. I know. Uh, like, there were oh, a lot I of think, small Sorry, talk. I think one of my buzzers is yeah. going. Ooh, gotta go. Soz. If you could only do one nursing skill for the rest of your career, what would it be? Catheterizing. Uh-huh. Mm. You look very surprised by that answer. How satisfying! I just be eternally satisfied. A bit of genitalia. I mean, not. I, I would do female catheterization. Because cathedralizing men is complicated. Simple. I mean, yeah, but sometimes it depends about on the, the angle of the dangle. I, <laughs> it's like pulling I was a say, lever. I suppose anatomy for everyone is is com- it complicates yeah. it if they've got a difficult. It's way anatomy. more rewarding to catheterize a female, though. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, if six people whoop, before you couldn't get in it a, in. Yeah, yeah. suckers. Um, uh, for no, me, it would else? be like I, I love accessing ports and oh, stuff yeah. like that. 
quartz cannulas. Yeah, oh, actually, I could just put cannulas in all day. Jab something love, in someone. I love cannulating. Yeah. There's nothing else like, I mean, yeah, we, we do some fun stuff, but I couldn't be a phlebotomist. I couldn't just take blood Ugh. all day. And then when they when you go to put a cannula in someone, they're like, yeah, they have no trouble getting blood from there. And you're like, putting a cannula in is way more difficult yes, than exactly. getting blood. Oh, and God. the vein has to be straight. Yeah. Um, 2023 plans and goals. To get pregnant. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> to not get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going on a holiday. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Tell us about your holiday. Uh, I'm like totally jumping out of like my comfort zone. I'm so proud of you for this. Yeah, I'm going um, on a group trip to Bali with um, Leah from Off The Clock Nurse um, Instagram. She's doing a group, um, yeah, trip to Bali. I just said that in (laughs) September. And I was like, I'm in because all those American ones do the trips like so far away from Australia. Like Mm. they go to Iceland and Italy and – like the Caribbean and I'm like, well, that's too far for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, we're going to go to Bali. And I was like, man, it's six hours so, away. Yeah, I'm exactly down. Right, Jetstar can afterpay. I'm I'm in. Perfect. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, and I accidentally booked my return flight the day after oh, the trip finished because I funny. thought it was Friday to Friday. Oh, right. So um, you get an extra day on your own. Yeah. Well, I looked at how much it would cost to change my flights because Jetstar mm. versus how much an extra night in the hotel would be. And it was cheaper to stay an extra night in the <laughs> hotel. <laughs> so I was like, oh, funny. I'll just stay an extra night. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited about that. But my, my like word for the year is adventure. I love that. Yeah. So I'm pretty keen to like do some extra things um, like with Amelia and Cam, just take a weekend here or there and mm. like I really want to go to Ballarat and do the gold mining stuff. Oh yeah. That's um, nice. Amelia's super keen to go to Sydney. She mm-hmm. wants to see the Opera House and nice. the Harbour Bridge. So yeah, we we'll try and do a weekend over there, whether it's just a girls' weekend with like Cam's mum and me and her. Oh, that'd be nice. Because we did that a few years ago to Hobart and it was so fun. Mm. Um we're going to Marimbula. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean seems pretty basic. But compared to Bali. But um, we have not been a hol- on a holiday since 2016 and we've never actually been on a family holiday either. Yeah, so, no, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm just excited. We're actually going for 10 nights, which I think <gasps> is like extravagant. That is, but, but that's fun. I though. know. I feel like we're actually going to be able to relax. Well, yes. It's not like you spend two, like a day, a full day driving there and then, you know, you unpack it the next day, you're kind of relaxing and then you get three days to be busy and then you've yeah. got to kind of pack up and go. And so with 10 nights, there's enough time to like have a day where you don't leave the house yes. and not feel guilty about yes. it. And then I also yeah. think it's like enough for us to even travel in the middle there, like, you know, go up to Tathra or like, do, you know, do some yeah. other kind of fun things that maybe require that little bit of travel as well. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really good. Ollie's never seen the beach. Oh, that she's gonna love I it. Think she's we'll such see a the water baby. baby. I know she really she's is. Gonna love it. Oh yeah, we're starting swimming lessons. All the real basic mum things at the moment. Yeah. But I feel like for me, you know, when you said about this year being about adventure for you, Christmas really put things into perspective for me. Like my family, we never had any like special Christmas traditions. There was never anything like. There was never really anything special about Christmas other than presents and food, Yeah, right? And so it really resonated with me, like, 
when you said that you've kind of got a theme for this year and with Christmas for me, I was like, I have to think about what I want Christmas to be like for my children yeah. and for my family and start putting those things in now. Yeah. Like if anyone listening has awesome like Christmas memories, can you like chuck them in our inbox? Because I'm, I really want to, you know, everybody talks about how special Christmas is, but for me it never really was growing yeah. up. Like I lived split family and like, yep. you know, it was never that, Special, so I really want to find ways to make that my family Christmas special, and for yeah. Ollie to grow up and look back and go, God, my mum like put did so much to make Christmas special for yeah. us, and like really have great memories of Christmas. Well, I think that's why I refuse to travel at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, not not travel as in travel in a holiday, but travel on Christmas Day yes. because I'm from a split family as well, and so Christmas Day was always spent trying to go between yep. dad, mum, grandparents, whatever. And some days you'd be – I've done hundreds of kilometres because mum would go yes. away and I'd spend Christmas Eve at my dad's with my brothers and then Christmas morning I'd have to drive mm. to wherever mum was, which could be a couple hundred k's away. Yeah, And I just – I think even as an adult I still did that and then when and when Amelia was born I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Nope. So in Perth it was still a bit difficult because it was still needed to – you know, drive to uh, – you should drive to your, your parents' house. Like yeah. I think, you know, that's fine. And But in, here in, in you know, Cam's parents live in the same town as us. They're yeah. literally like walking distance away. So for me, like they walk around in the morning, they have breakfast with us. We always do pancakes. Yeah. Um, and then like Amelia's already opened her presents. That's fine. And <laughs> then, you know, Cam goes back to bed. I clean up. We, you know, <laughs> yeah. Amelia plays with her toys. And then we go around to their place and we have lunch and we spend the whole yeah. afternoon. I have a nap after we've eaten. Yeah. They swim in the pool. <laughs> like we do dinner, we come home, right? Mm. There's no, for me, that's, and I've always said to them, if you want to go to Melbourne to be with like Cam's brother for the day, that's fine. We aren't coming though. Yeah. Like we'll do it before Christmas, after Christmas. But Christmas Day for me is spent at home yeah. with family. Yeah. I would travel. On a holiday at Christmas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same. With us. Like yeah, I'm totally. planning for 2025 to be in Europe for Christmas. Yes. That's my big goal for the next few years. But I think I, for me I want Amelia to grow up in a really stable Christmas mm. and it's not between people yeah. that it's, you know, it's it's just it's about just family. wholesome and being, yeah. yeah. we don't necessarily have any major traditions mm. but it's about being together and about, you know, enjoying. And I laughed this year because it was just us and Cam's parents mm. and I was like, it's like we're having our Sunday dinner that yes. we have every week yes. at lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we had a roast like we do a lot of Sundays yeah. and it was just we had Christmas bonbons and we had dessert that yeah, we it. might not have normally have had. And, and separating it from any other day. And that's the thing that I kind of struggle with is I'm like these are the people we see all the time. Yeah. Like, and so what's making Christmas really special? And yeah. that was the same as me growing up. It was like we'd go, we'd open our presents at home and then go to my old man and and everyone would like fight and it was like big Dutch people arguing over everything. Yeah. And then that, I'm like, well, we do this on the weekends. So what makes yeah, Christmas any different? <laughs> like, so yeah, for, yeah. I definitely want to find and ways to make it really like, special. Um, catching up with like Cam's brother, we catch up at, um, in the Gambie at yeah. the like lake mm, yeah. there or at the reserve, whatever the weird thing is. Mm. Um, and we do Christmas there. We all bring That's food. Nice. Like this year we did barbecue. The kids play. Mm. The boys play. We like have laugh. Like we just spend the whole day there and then, you know, come home. And That's it's lovely. Like for us it's sort of halfway between where they live and where we yeah, live. Yeah. And it makes f- – it it doesn't have to be on Christmas Day because, mm. you know, it, 
it's not not always easy to travel. But it's to a nice from, excuse like, to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's out in the kids, you know, not in the house. There's kids yeah, on so their true. devices. They're not fighting yeah. with toys. Like it's yeah. just, yeah, I love it. It's, I don't know, I think you just got to do what's right for your family and when you have a child it changes. It does, yeah. Because you're happy to like, you know, travel when you're single. Well, you're happy to whatever. please everybody else when you haven't yeah. got a kid. But when you've got a kid, you want to please them and you want to please yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Do you have any career goals for this year? What about, okay, let's not worry. Um, we, gain employment. Yeah. <laughs> what about like for the podcast? I think for the podcast. Consistency. Consistency, yes, but then also like a bit more focus. Like I don't want the distractions of like influencing to kind mm. of take take priority over like creating really good podcast content. Because at the end of the day, that's what we are, podcasters. Exactly. And I can't, I really don't have the time or the energy. And like, I think I've been going through uh, some things like mentally and about like learning a bit more about myself. And I really, I know what I have room for and what I don't yeah. have room for. And like really trying to stay focused on yeah. my priorities. And I think um, the podcast is definitely a priority for me. But a yeah. lot of the things that come with podcasting are quite challenging for me. So yep. I think, um, you know, I, I absolutely love the content that we've got planned for the year. And um, I think yep. I, I really, I can't wait for our live. Like oh my it's going to be crazy. The live, I have these like little moments of dying inside about <laughs> why. <laughs> why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. I hate talking in front of people. Oh, my God. But then I'm also like. But I fucking love this podcast, yeah. And I could stand in front of a room full of people who paid to, to come and watch us because they love listening to us. And I think over this break, the two months that we've had off, I've literally not done any podcasting stuff. So I didn't check Same. out emails. I didn't look at um, like our stats. Yeah. I did a bit of Instagram stuff, but not a huge amount. Mm. And then, like, I looked at it, you know, yesterday I went in and cleared our inbox for. Um, so sorry if we didn't reply to anyone that emailed. I just. We've read it. We loved it. Thank you. But, like, I had no brain space to reply <laughs> to anybody. And I can't get in our emails without Kelly, like, authenticating yeah. <laughs> I don't me. Know. So. <laughs> it's so painful. Oh. But I did look at our stats this morning for the first time and we've just had such consistent numbers mm. of people still listening to our episodes even though we haven't put anything out since November. So either all of you are really behind <laughs> – well, I think there's a lot of new people yeah, as well. And exciting. I just I really love that you guys are still listening. And I and I look at my podcast, um, the way I listen to podcasts, and you know, like I missed when because everyone took a break. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck am I gonna listen to? <laughs> and I went back and listened to some old episodes yeah, of yeah, things. So and I thought, I, I wonder if that's what people are doing. Mm. To us, and I want to thank everyone because the consistent numbers of you, like we've had still having hundreds of listens a day mm. and we've not put anything out. Mm. And I that just reinforces to me that we, we're we going to keep going this yeah, year. Like absolutely. I was sort of tossing up whether it was something I wanted to keep doing or not because I really wanted to do a bit of study as well and I, mm. I can't fit all of it in. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think this year will be podcast. Next year might be study. And yeah. we'll just worry about it then. But yeah. um, the live show is. What uh, do you want to study? I want to do like a, a grad, post-grad so, in 
oncology. Oh, good for you. Yeah. You go, babe. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do my grad cert in education, but I can't be bothered. I know. And then I also think... Just have a baby first. Then, well, that's exactly exactly one thing at a time. I one know. major event in your I life know. at a time. You're right. But yeah, as you can probably tell, we're pretty excited for the year ahead. I think, like, honestly, I have new episode ideas every fucking day. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited at the moment, and I'm so excited for the next. Can you write them kill. down? Because shit, yeah, like, I, do, I need to. Yeah, I'll. I, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I think there's one ticket left for our live show and that's because a-holes didn't buy the tickets <laughs> close together. So there's one rando seat in the middle of a row. If you want to come with a friend, we'll find an extra seat. Just D-mail. Yeah, but you'll have to us. sit separately. <laughs> no, you won't. We'll just put them together at the Yeah, end. that's true. We'll yeah. just move shit around. We'll just move. It's fine. It's if you good. If you want to come, there's, I know there's only one ticket, but message us, email we'll us, we'll find you an extra seat. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're super excited to meet everybody that's coming. We're going to have such a good year. Actually, I need to tell you something. Oh, God. So I take student orientation now, right? And, oh, that's actually not the point of the story. point of the story was I was doing education to the theatre staff who are going to be taking a student and we're talking about, like, what makes a good preceptor. And I was like, well, you'd introduce yourself to your students, wouldn't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, and you should introduce them to the other people in the unit that they're going to be working with and to the patients and that sort of thing. And then I was like, because in oncology, there was a grad who went to oncology and was like talking with Kelly about patients and about, you know, the way that processes work. And the grad turned around and went, you know a lot for a ward clerk. <laughs> Little did she know she was talking to the nurse unit manager. They all lost it. They were like, oh, my God, how could she I not know? About that. that was so funny. <laughs> and Do you so know why? Because the only become... time she saw me was when I was coming out to the printer. <laughs> <laughs> so you've become like the cautionary tale to the theatre nurses now. Oh, that's so funny. so funny. Anyway, I love that. Anyway, tell your friends about us. I told one of my students and now I think she's addicted. Shout out to Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah name drop us to your students. Tell um, all your friends. Hey, everybody, just anyone that wants to listen to the like the checkout chip. I mean, only if you think they're going to enjoy it. Nah. Or even let if you them think, decide. Yeah, you're right. Let them tell decide. Them to listen. Tell let them, them decide. Give them your favourite episode. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to start this year with everyone's favourite episodes. Yeah, fuck yeah. Nurses who kill. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so I'll be out next week. Everyway. Anyway. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>